Our Lenten sermon series at Kenilworth Union Church is titled Lent in Plain Sight, based on a book by author Jill Duffield. In the book, she takes eight common objects and shows how they are symbolic as of aspects of the passion of Jesus. Today, we are looking at coins using excerpts from the Gospel according to Matthew chapters 26 and 27. Then one of the 12, who was called Judas Iscariot, went out to the chief priests and said, what will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, arrived with him, with a, was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, the one I will kiss is the man, arrest him. At once he came up to Jesus and said, greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, friend, do what you are here to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? See to it yourself. Throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed and he went and hanged himself. Thanks be to God for God's holy word. So 30 pieces of silver is what I got. As I look back on it, I guess I didn't strike a very good bargain, did I? Seems like the Son of God should be worth more than 30 pieces of silver. And why 30 exactly? It's because that was the price for a slave in my day, the going price for a slave. If he had a good strong back and all his teeth and spoke, spoke the language, that's what you'd get, 30 pieces of silver. And why not? That's how he always thought of himself, a servant. I came not to be served, but to serve, he always said. So 30 pieces of silver. In your own coin, this would be worth about $10,000 today. Would you sell your best friend to his enemies for $10,000? The price of a 10-year-old Jeep. But it wasn't about the money. It was never about the money. If it were about the money, would I have abandoned my thriving accounting practice to follow this itinerant preacher from one end of Palestine to the other, this preacher with not a red cent to his name? Jesus made me his CFO. I was the treasurer for our little band of merry men. And let me tell you, being Jesus' treasurer was no day at the beach. He never even thought about money. I'd be down to my last $100, and some beggar would hand out his tin cup and Jesus would say give him a 20 Judas and I said Jesus I'm down to my last hundred dollars and we need something to eat we have to have a place to stay tonight all 13 of us he'd say Jesus give him a 20 so I did and I stretched my last 80 bucks that much further he just never thought about money it wasn't about the money I turned him into those sanctimonious Pharisees because I turned him in because he let me down my name is Judas Iscariot, and that name tells you everything you need to know about me. Can you hear it? Judas is Greek for Judah, the prototypical Jew. 
In Hebrew, my name is Yehuda Ish Kiriath, Judah, the praiseworthy one from Kiriath in Judea. And I had been waiting all of my life for the end of Roman despotism in Palestine, for a return of God's sovereignty to our land. My family crest was a fearless lion. I was so proud to serve El Shaddai, the one true God, the God of Israel. No one loved his homeland more more than I. And so I wanted our Jewish people to bow once again to a Jewish prince rather than this Roman puppet named Herod, Vladimir Putin in a toga. And then this, this prophet from Nazareth comes along and he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. I'd heard it a thousand times before, but this time it was different. He was different. The common folk flocked to his side by the thousands. They would do anything he asked. He could make the lame walk and the blind see. He could turn a little boy's lunch into a banquet for 5,000. He could turn water into wine. He spoke like a king. I went to the library, did some research found out that this man's distant ancestor, 52 generations removed, was none other than King David himself. He had royal blood in his veins. And then, on the streets of Jerusalem, you'd hear the whispers, Messiah among the Jews, Christos among the Greeks, the chosen one of God, God's anointed And then my hopes built to a blaring crescendo one Sunday when he rode into the holy city like a king and the people hailed him as one. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, they shouted. Hosanna in the highest, they shouted. Glory to God in highest heaven, they shouted. And I said to myself, this is the day. This is the moment. This is it. It was the happiest day of my life and also the worst. Because you know the first thing he did when he gets into the city, riding there in triumph, he goes straight to the temple to pray. The sissy. He prayed and he preached and he taught and he told his adorable little stories about sheep and coins and Runaway sons. And, I, sons. and I said, Jesus, the time for words is over. This is the moment for decision and action. And he said, Judas, hold your tongue. You don't understand. My kingdom is not of this world. And then he started babbling something about having come to Jerusalem to die. You know what it was like for us in Israel in the first century? All you have to do is look at any screen or headline in your own world today. A gigantic global superpower bristling with tanks and missiles invades a harmless tiny neighbor and starts shelling maternity wards. That's what it was like for us. Russia is 28 times bigger and stronger than Ukraine. Rome was hundreds of times bigger and stronger than it. Rome made Russia look like Liechtenstein. Did you see those videos of those Ukrainian women in body armor? 
We are the women of Ukraine, they said. We want you to know that we've blessed our men as we've sent them to the front lines and we've delivered our children to safety to protect our genetic heritage and now we want you to know that we're going to the front lines to fight with our men to defend every inch of Ukrainian soil. We will fight in every city, in every village, on every street, in every forest, and on every plain. And we will avenge every last lost child, woman, old person, bombed street, and battered barn. Glory to Ukraine, death to the enemy. That's the attitude you need in the presence of a bully. And Jesus would never say anything like that. And so I just lost it. I realized that Palm Sunday that I was no closer to the dream of Jewish freedom than the first day when I started hanging out with this loser. So we had to get him aside. We had him get him out of the way. He was preaching humility when what we needed was courage. He was preaching peace when what we needed was war. He was preaching love when what we needed was hatred. He wanted to die. And I wanted to win. And so I sold him. Not, not for 30 pieces of silver. This was just a bonus to start over with when we found his successor. I sold him for my homeland. I sold him for our freedom. I sold him for my God. I thought I was doing God's will. You know how I got it wrong? I got it wrong because I forsook the best for the good. I chose the high over the highest. I chose my land over my Lord. And so don't be so smug. Have you ever done that? Chosen the good over the best? Do you love your own family so much that you've never given a second thought to any other family on the face of the earth? Are you so devoted to your corporation that you've betrayed your integrity? Are you for sale? Do you have a price? Is it higher than 30 pieces of silver? People hiss when they say my name. Judas Iscariot. Have you noticed how many villainous names have an S? Snake, serpent, Satan, Smog, Smeagol, Sauron. It's so that people can hiss like a snake when they say those evil names. In his famous poem called, ironically, The Divine Comedy, Dante says that there are nine circles in hell. Guess who's at the bottom? at the center of the earth, as far from God as it's possible to get. Do I deserve such immortal slander? I'll let you decide. <laughs>